I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. you may be across this great country or this great land it is the clay travis and buck sexton show and we are off and running calling out hypocrisy across the land having fun with you guys we appreciate all of you don't want to make it seem like we're struggling at a high level but the show is so hot on day two that the air conditioner is not working in the studio yesterday buck you made fun of me Kind of, because I came in in shorts, flip-flops. I'm a pretty chill guy. Like a beach vacation, like a be- this guy rolls day. in here. Unbelievable. But today, he was prepared, my friends. Today. It is balmy <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> and I got to call you out a little bit. We were talking about how there's no mask requirement, basically. We're doing the show from Nashville, which is my hometown. You're a New York City guy. You've been locked down for basically 16, 18 months. I'm a lockdown expert. Yes. And you are staying in a hotel that is at most a half mile from the studio. Yes. You took an Uber. Yeah, of course. You are a New York City guy. You guys walk everywhere. And in addition to taking an Uber, you got one of the few Ubers in the city of Nashville that immediately mandated you put your mask on when you got in the car, which I got to say... I feel like it's basically letting you know that you should be walking to the studio from now on. By the way, weather perfect outside, 75 degrees in Nashville in the summer, which doesn't happen that often, and you were in an Uber with a mask on. I had no choice. Got to be polite. Got to make sure that the folks feel uh, like they don't have to worry about COVID, even when vaccinated, even at this stage of the de- the decline of Fauciism. But but can I can I take us to the world of politics for a moment, Mr. Mr. Travis, because I am concerned 
that we may be feeling like things are going too well in one area right now. The Democrats are trying an enormous power grab. Yes. We know this. This is this has been central, in fact, from the very beginning of this uh, Biden administration. They've wanted to make structural changes. They talk about things like statehood for D.C. and, and for Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Right. Statehood. And they want to eliminate the filibuster. Why do they want to eliminate the filibuster? Because they want to create a legislative steamroller effect where they can get whatever they want. I mean, they want amnesty. Boom. Done. 51 votes or 50 plus Kamala as the vice president as the tiebreaker. Today, Senate Republicans are going to be blocking the Democrats in the Senate from this election. I love how they call it election and ethics reform bill. I was not of the impression that our elections were so polluted and awful that they needed reform in this regard. But when you actually dig down into what has happened here and what's actually going on with their efforts, you see that a lot of this clay, and I don't think this will be a surprise to you, they're lying to people about where the public actually is on things like voter ID. They're lying to people about what it will actually mean if you federalize elections at this level. So it's important that Republicans hold this line. Not only are they lying, and I don't really, and I understand it, there's always this great topic. Remember Brian Williams and Hillary Clinton? Brian Williams loses his job in the media for lying about being under fire in Iraq. He said the exact same thing that Hillary Clinton said. She lied about being under fire in Iraq, too. And they went and they looked at the at the response and they said, well, why did you hold as a nation Brian Williams to this standard that you didn't hold Hillary Clinton to? And it's kind of an antiquated standard back in the day, Buck. But the answer was because people expect politicians to lie. Several years ago, at least, there was the hope that if you were a journalist, if you were a media member, that you would be held to the standard of truth. And funny, remember when the Billy Bush tape came out with the Access Hollywood with uh, with Donald Trump? Billy Bush wasn't allowed to work on the Today Show anymore, and Donald Trump got elected president, right? The disconnect sometimes between the way that media and politicians get treated based on similar behavior. So what upsets me is not that politicians lie, because I think, unfortunately, most of us have come to the realization that politicians often lie, but that this wouldn't be a big story. To your point, the data is out of what the American public actually supports when it comes to voting bills. Do you, do you think that politicians lie more than journalists? Because I would actually I would argue that journalists are more dishonest now than your standard issue it's, it's, politician. It's a good question. I think it used to be that there was more trust in journalists than there was in politicians. I think it is now the case that there is less trust in journalists. There's not a lot of trust in politicians or journalists. Like I remember when you look at the professions that people trust in the country, I remember I was for a while when I was practicing law and then I moved into journalism. I think lawyer and journalist are the two least trusted p- positions in America and right yet now. There have been lawyer jokes for decades. Yes. The journo jerk uh, well, jokes, jerks, jokes, same thing are just starting now. No doubt. And also lawyers recognize that we are hired assassins, right? If you pay a lawyer enough money, his job or her job is to argue your side. That's why I like not practicing law full-time now, because I get to look at all the facts, and I get to choose which side I want to argue. I didn't like necessarily being a hired gun, because you talk to any lawyer out there, you can look at two sides of a case, 
And if you give them five minutes to review it, they'll be like, oh, I'd choose that side. So I would argue that journalists are, in fact, very much the same as lawyers in this regard, and that people who work in the media are all taking orders for a side, for a constituency, and that journalism as a profession of neutrality and objectivity has always been a farce in this country. It's just gotten more apparent I now. think it's gotten worse in social media era, and that's an interesting discussion. The difference, I would say, between lawyers and journalists is lawyers don't pretend that they're doing anything other than advocating for their client. Journalists, I always like to call them capital J journalists, the people who think that they have the most important job in America, they will argue with you that the sanctity of truth is their only light, when in reality it often isn't. But this is what a good journalist, I think, should be doing. They should be looking at the data from the country as a whole. This is from Monmouth, right? They do a big poll dealing with this uh, question of whether or not we trust elections. They're a little liberal, by the way. Monmouth, Monmouth skews left, just so we're all, so everyone listening, we're all on the same page. Monmouth skews a little liberal. Okay, so this result, then, is even more fascinating. The question was pretty straightforward. Do you support or oppose requiring voters to show a photo ID in order to vote? 80% support it. That includes Buck. 91% of Republicans... 87% of independents. Do you know how hard it is to get 87% of independents to agree on anything? The numbers continue. 62% of Democrats, 77% of white voters, and prepare for your jaw to drop. 84% of non-white voters, 81% of all voters under $50,000 a year in income. And yet every night when you watch, not that any of you should, but if you watch MSNBC or you watch CNN, you turn on these shows, you want, you read these newspapers, they will tell you, and this is the central narrative, that voter ID is racist. They will say this to you. They'll say that that any effort to, to impose voter ID, they'll even, you remember Joe Biden, I was honestly, I'm rarely shocked, Clay, by how uh, over-the-top and dishonest Democrats are in political discussions. But when Joe Biden was referring to the Jim Crow of this Jim era, Crow 2. 0, Jim yeah. Crow 2.0, that felt like you, you guys have got to be kidding me, yes. right? I mean, this is... This he is, called the filibuster Jim Crow 2.0. This is the well. same level of stupidity as when there were, uh, there were some Democrats, including, unfortunately, the former CIA director, who were comparing under the Trump administration the uh, the detention centers for migrants coming to the country to the Holocaust. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's concentration a level of concentration camps, a level of stupidity beyond uh, what you would even expect from Democrats. But they keep saying that it's it's racist night after night on TV. And then as you point out, the data shows so very clearly, folks, I mean, they're just lying. They're just lying it's an about absolute 100 percent lie. This is also fascinating, Buck. Do you know what you're required to do? To get a vaccine for COVID, bring a photo ID. I got my email before I didn't get my vaccine. I was signed up to get the one shot because I told my wife I'd get a shot, uh, get the vaccine if three things happen. One, all the people who were severely in danger had had their right to do it. Two, there was a one shot. Three, I didn't have to wait. I'm impatient. So I had it scheduled on the day that they pulled the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I was scheduled to go get uh, the vaccine, right? I got an email. Publix, which is where I was getting it, the local grocery store chain, the email told me, Buck, that in order to get my vaccine, I had to bring a photo ID. So we are allowing an argument to be made 
that it is racist to require a photo ID to vote. But in order to get this holy grail vaccine, you have to bring a photo ID. Supreme Court's already ruled on this, by the way, in the past. How crazy is that? There's nothing... There's nothing uh, discriminatory or wrong about voter ID, and yet it is one of the most misrepresented. And and why are we? We're not just talking about this because it's a. Uh, uh, we're we're trying to have some academic discussion. They're on the Senate floor right they, now. They, they're trying to make it so that you have a federal control. He, here's the truth. You want to know what really happens if Democrats were to get their way on this? Republicans are not going to win another national election for a few years. And maybe forever, because after this goes through, if they were to get, let's say, they get H.R. 1, which they're not going to because of cinema, the filibuster right now. But let's just accelerate this a little bit. If they were to get their way, and of course, you've got amnesty down the line. You've got all these things the Democrats have been promising they want to do. H.R. 1, the For the People Act, which is, I mean, it does have a, a kind of... Or Orwellian or even totally Soviet does. vibe. To, oh, the For the People Act. How could you be against that? It's the it's the Good People Act. If they get this, Clay, they have such an advantage. They used COVID. Here's what happened the last election cycle. They used COVID as an excuse to force through under emergency circumstances right. everything that they thought would assist them expanding. And I, I would argue in the case of Pennsylvania, I don't care the Supreme Court didn't take, uh, take it up still in an unconstitutional fashion, expanding the voting parameters and early voting and getting rid of ID requirements, all this stuff. And now they want to make it permanent. That's what H.R. 1 is all about, which, by the way, it's really the Make Democrats a Permanent Majority Act. That's the purpose of this. And... I think we agree, and we talked about this, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it a lot. Trump wins in a landslide if COVID doesn't happen. The Democrats latched on to COVID, what I call fear porn, as a way to beat Trump in 2020. Now, we can talk about whether that beating, in quotation marks, ever actually occurred, even with all the parameters that were in place. But you're right. They want to give themselves a permanent home court advantage, for lack of a better way to say it. You talked about it, potentially adding once they did away with the filibuster, two seats for Washington, D.C., two seats for Puerto Rico, also expanding the Supreme Court. I mean, these are monumentally radical ideas. And we're going to talk about when we come back, Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin, and I think several other senators in the Democratic uh, coalition who haven't been willing to go public yet. But Kristen Cinema, actually, senator from Arizona, called out her own party in a pretty massive way, Buck, in the Washington Post. And we're going to read you some of the lines from that uh, argument that she made against ending the filibuster and talk about why it matters. There's also just a clear abandoning of principle. It's actually like the Democrats like to show everybody that whatever they said a year ago, whatever they said five years ago, irrelevant to where they are now. As long as they can achieve power, that is the sole, the unifying goal of Democrats is the relentless pursuit of power. But, Clay, I also believe in the relentless pursuit of savings when it comes to my wireless. <laughs> what a transition. Seamless, in fact. Secret is out, folks. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to Pure Talk for the same coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In the past year, over 20,000 of you, that's a lot of Rush listeners, folks, that have made this very smart switch to Pure Talk. So what are the rest of you waiting for? If you're with AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, your family could easily save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. Buck, we got the phones ourselves in this studio right now. 
They look pretty fantastic. We're going to be able to use them. We are going to save a bundle for our family, for my family indeed. Listen to this offer. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data. Just $30 a month. Exact same great coverage, but only charging you for what you need. I mean, this is an incredible offer. All you have to do to get unlimited text talk uh, text talk, and 6 gigs of data for $30 a month is from your cell phone right now. Dial pound 250 and say pure talk. That's it. You just say pure talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250. Say pure talk. And you'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed, uh, auto-dialed text message from pure talk. And we'll be right back. Humbled to walk in the footsteps of a legend, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. The biggest power grab in history, if they can get it. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. The Democrats have a plan. They haven't been able to get it yet. Kristen Cinema. Senator from Arizona seems to be standing in the way, at least for now. Clay is going to tell you exactly why she's making that case. But first, Senator Lindsey Graham decides that he needs to call out what he's seeing here. Play it. I like Joe Manchin a lot, but we had the largest turnout in the history of the United States, and states are in charge of voting in America, so I don't like the idea of taking the power to redistrict away from state legislators. You're having people move from blue states to red states. Under this proposal, you'd have some kind of commission redraw the new districts, and I don't like that. I want states where people are moving to have control over how to allocate new congressional seats. So as much as I like Joe Manchin, the answer would be no. In my view, SR1 is the biggest power grab in the history of the country. It mandates ballot harvesting, no voter ID. It does away with the states being able to redistrict when you have population shifts. It's just a bad idea, and it's a problem that most Republicans are not going to sign up. They're trying to fix a problem most Republicans have a different view of. So Lindsey Graham Clay lays out what this would do, and everyone should know these are enormous changes top down from the federal government to the states and we really want states to actually be running their own election procedures for national elections this is what democrats want the only reason they can't get it is that they don't yet have the votes because kristen cinema says not down with this kristen cinema and joe manchin and it's worth mentioning too me putting my lawyer hat on here buck if this bill were to pass we would spend years in litigation over whether this bill is constitutional or not. And we would have all the different circuit courts weighing in. We would have all the de- – eventually the Supreme Court would have to step in and decide this thing. It's just a colossal mess. But fortunately, there are enough sane people who are at least staying committed to some aspect of the idea of the filibuster needing to exist. And I thought – that Kristen Cinema, who has a piece up that went up yesterday in the Washington Post, this follows Joe Manchin writing in a local West Virginia uh, newspaper, basically cutting the legs out from underneath this. Uh, Kristen Cinema says the headline is "We have more to lose than gain by ending the filibuster," and it's a it's a really interesting argument. But in particular. Uh, What I thought was most fascinating about it is she gently, gently calls out 
her entire party and says, and I'm reading directly from her piece in the Washington Post, good faith arguments have been made both criticizing and defending the Senate's 60-vote threshold. I share the belief expressed in 2017 by 31 Senate Democrats opposing elimination of the filibuster, a belief shared by President Biden. While I'm confident several senators in my party share that belief, the Senate has not held a debate on the matter. She drops a bombshell there on her own political party. We'll, we'll come talk ba- about it. Yeah, we'll come back to what this is actually going to play out as. And I got to tell you, it's not over yet. There's a lot of pressure that will still be brought to bear. But first, I also want you to know that my dad has had great success so far with Relief Factor. He's over 70 years old. He's an avid golfer. He's got some aches and pains. And he says that Relief Factor has been a game changer. Relief Factor is a 100% research-based formula that was created to help combat the root causes of inflammation, the body's natural inflammatory response function that can cause aches and pains from, you know, the stuff you're doing, exercise, overexertion, aging, and everyday living. In fact, the folks at Relief Factor are so confident Relief Factor will work for you that they've developed the three-week quick start pack at $19.95. For only 95 cents a day or less than a cup of coffee, order your three-week quick start pack at 1995 relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384 why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver i just don't understand have we already forgotten about regional bank closures inflation global instability and the potential for serious world conflicts you can look to precious metals for various reasons One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. 
up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs comprise their In the Line of Duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Tuesday edition. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day, wherever you may be out there in this great country or this great world. We're talking about a potential structural challenge to the government at large. As we just finished the last segment, we were reading from the Washington Post uh, editorial written by Kristen Sinema, a Democratic senator from Arizona, uh, explaining why she opposed the filibuster being uh, altered and uh, going with a simple majority in the Senate. We've got a lot of people actually who want to weigh in. You can always call us and weigh in 800-282-2882. And I thought we'd hop on the line here and talk to Frank in Merritt Island, Florida. Frank, you have an interesting take here that I think Buck and I wanted to explore a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm starting to even wonder about it, but I just think we should let them kill the filibuster, and when we get back in the House and the Senate and the White House, they will be totally screwed. Uh, thanks for the call, Frank. There are some people out there, Buck, who would make that argument, right? You And, and I think probably what Frank's building on there is the idea that we saw with the uh, judges, right? The Supreme Court, the fact that you change it, and obviously Mitch McConnell, there's a uh, viral clip where he says to Harry Reid, you may regret this day, I think you're going to regret this day, and you may regret it much sooner than you expect, and boom, it ends up happening, obviously, in 2020, that the Democrats change the rules, and then the Republicans are able to come in over the top, and Trump gets three Supreme Court justices. But, Buck, the downside here is something we were talking about off-air And uh, I think it's a pretty cogent argument. Well, this goes to why conservatives get so frustrated when even they have a majority, which we did for at least uh, total majorities for uh, the first two years of the Trump administration. Democrats, Clay, wield power. They have an idea. They want to pursue it. They go for it. Conservatives, as we were were joking around the break, conservatives generally, when I say, by the way, I mean Republicans now. Now we're talking about elected officials, not the ideology of conservatism. GOP officials, they want to cut taxes. Yes. Democrats, when they have a majority, want to change the fundamental structures of government, change the electoral map, create an amnesty for, I know it's officially 11 million, but ask anybody as I have at Border Patrol, and it's more like 15 to 20 to 20 plus million illegal immigrants in the country. They want to make sure that they are a permanent majority. They, they don't want this pendulum effect. They don't want the back and forth. So that's why D.C. statehood, Puerto Rico statehood, Court packing, 
These are all things, Supreme Court packing. These are things that we could play clip after clip of Democrats in the past, including some today who are saying that they would do these things when back when they were very clear that this would be destabilizing, this would be harmful, that there should be some rights for the political minority, the constitutional checks and balances. They, you know, there's a line, I think it's uh, Frank uh, Herbert, Children of Dune. When I am strong, or rather, when you are strong, I ask for freedom because that is according to your principles. When I am strong, I demand obedience because that is according to my principles. And this is the way the Democrats approach politics. When they can get what they want, they go for it. When they want to make an argument about balance of powers in the Constitution, it's not because they actually believe in those things in a principled sense. It's because they want uh, they want protection from the very rules that they would implement against the other side. And that's why I think the filibuster issue is so interesting. Now, I do think, Clay, that the Democrats have at least recognized that on the judge side of things, there's uh, they did have to deal with the consequences of of that mushroom cloud from the so-called nuclear option. It, it is such a fascinating question to me, and that's why reading Kristen Cinema's editorial, as I just did a little bit from the Washington Post, she points out first the hypocrisy here, right? 31 Senate Democrats opposed ending the filibuster in 2017, including President Biden, uh, you know, then obviously in uh, in not the uh, the president. But what is so fascinating about this is her real argument is something that is ingrained, I think, in many different minds out there in America. What the filibuster maintains and guarantees is that we don't have massive swings based on who happens to end up in power in any given year. And this ties in, Buck, you were talking about, I, I think, really sort of interestingly there, the argument that you made uh, about minority and majority rights. I used to, when I was in constitutional law class, I remember my professor, Rebecca Brown, saying democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner, uh, which is really kind of an interesting way to think about it. Minority rights matter a great deal in our government. But you've probably heard this story. It may be apocryphal uh, over time. Thomas Jefferson and uh, George Washington talking about the senatorial saucer. Have you heard this story where Jefferson would say, why did you uh, Washington asked Jefferson, why did you pour that coffee into your saucer before drinking to cool it? My throat is not made of brass. And the argument is the Senate is the cooling mechanism in our country. Right. And it is such a fascinating way to think about it, because if we allow the Senate to be governed by a 50 50 tiebreak vote by Kamala Harris in either direction, then that Senate saucer, which is supposed to cool the overall heat of the temper in this country, I think threatens to become much more of a conflagration and make things that much worse and that much more heated. We need a little bit of coolness sometimes in this country, particularly in a social media era. When you look at sweeping legislation, though, I mean, in the last two decades, I think, is a, is a good example of this, putting aside foreign policy and wars and stuff for a moment, domestic, sweeping domestic legislation when Democrats have the option, they go for it. Yes. When Republicans have the option, they make the the uh, Senate is the cool the place for passions to go and cool off yeah. or whatever. And and the, the truth is that the the Democrat Party of today is increasingly embracing a whole bunch of different people will call it cultural Marxism and racial Marxism it, and even sometimes economic Marxism. What I would say uh, is insanity. And, and as long as that's the ethos that they have, they believe in, and, and I'm, a, I'm somebody, and this goes back to the, 
the era where I had to deal with uh, the jihadists and the counterterrorism center at the CIA. You know, you should take your you should take your opponents seriously and at their word. Right. You should believe them when they say and the radical left fringe of the Democrat Party is really no longer the fringe. They're actually the they're the, driving the, the ethos. bus. They're driving the bus. And they want to create a transformation of of the country. They're very open about this. They push this forward. They want to use the apparatus of the state as a weapon against their political opponents, which is what goes right to the insurrection narrative we hear about every day. They want to use the laws to punish people that they don't like for purely political reasons, mind you, while actual violent criminals are supposed to be getting increasingly a pass. These are revolutionary characteristics these this comes from people that really do believe in a fundamental transformation of the country so while we sit here and just the fact clay that we're even having this debate about getting rid of something that has been in existence in the senate as long as it has specifically to avoid what they're talking about doing just goes to show you that you know we're we're often defending on our goal line here and thinking that we're, we're on offense well i think your point is a good one to the caller from florida there's a difference between a tax decrease which may end up getting taken away in four years or two years or whatever else and a fundamental transformation because if for instance washington dc and puerto rico became states they're not going to be unbecoming states right like you can change a tax rate which what they're trying to do right now right you can change the capital gains rate you can change that happens all the time throughout history based on who's in positions of power but once you give a state senators, you can't unring that bell. And once you decide that you're going to have 15 Supreme Court justices, if that became the law, you can't suddenly go in and just say, hey, you six Supreme Court justices, you can't exist anymore. There's a difference between advocating for a belief that you have, which may or may not be permanent, which is typically what Republicans are trying to do and go out there and fundamentally alter the trajectory and transformational nature of our government, which is what would happen if this filibuster did not exist. You look at what they've wanted from the beginning. And what Joe Biden, I would note, he went from, you know, grandpa who's always squinting and acting like he's he about to no hug America. what's going on. You know, he's just sort of wandering around. He's got the, the handlers who are making sure he doesn't call the wrong people at the press conferences. We know how that goes. You got Joe Biden wandering around during the election. And, of course, Trump, they made it sound like he created COVID in, a, in you know, Mar-a-Lago in a lab or something. I mean, they, yes. he, it was all his fault. Yes. That was the approach. That was, And the, it was racist if you even mentioned China's responsibility. That's right. And that, that then transformed very quickly. The Biden messaging transformed after the election to, okay, now we actually have the Trojan horse. You know, the Trojan horse is in the gates of Troy, so to speak, so we can actually allow the progressive stuff to start to come out and see what they can get away with. You mentioned how there are some things you can't undo, you can't unring the bell. I think in some ways the the biggest, you could roll back the For the People Act, theoretically, if you could actually win enough elections to do it, right, to get that majority, which I don't know if you could do. You, you If it's legal, even, it, which I, I which question, is a big question constitutionally as well. whether it's even permissible. It's, it's the federalization of elections, which are supposed to be controlled, as we all know, by the states. But amnesty is, I think, still the, the single most obvious uh, extension of exactly what you're talking about. When you give people permanent legal status, the chance of you taking that away is zero. That's, that's never going away. And the Democrats recognize that between changing... And look, I almost it's like dealing with I don't want to say evil geniuses because they're not that smart, but maniacal and somewhat uh, e- evil strategy here. They see 
that they only have a certain period here before they're going to have to run back to being a little more normal. they got to put Grandpa Joe out there to make everyone feel like everything's going to be right. cool before the midterms. So it's between now and the real midterm cycle kicking in that they're trying to push and push and push. If they don't get radical transformation in year one, they might have to wait until they do a head fake in the midterm. And maybe not even year one, Buck, because think about how often the reason why Democrats – Uh, have control in the Senate right now is because of the lack of health in Georgia, right? We had a special election because a senator could not fulfill his term. There are a lot of old people in the United States Senate. Statistically, if you look at the data, we saw before years and years ago, Jim Jeffords decided to switch parties. I don't necessarily think a Joe Manchin or a Kristen Sinema is ever going to switch parties, but there's a lot of unhealthy people in the United States Senate. There's a lot of people over the age of 70. So it may not even be until 2022 until we have some sort of health-related condition that could arise. And that's why so much of this is being pushed to need to happen right now while you have the auspices of the crisis out and, there. And everything that we're saying right now about the, the cooling of the passions in the yes. Senate, the, the pressure doesn't stop on Mansion, on cinema. And Correct. right now, sure, they're able to uh, – and, and I think they like it. Look – their attention. The, the Democrats have a have a John McCain situation here, where I think they like the national attention, and there's there's a lot of it's basically the country they're as powerful or more powerful than the president but then right now. Think of the amount of of pressure, and and you and I both know the way the one thing that Democrats always do so much better than the other side. And it drives me insane is all the inducements. Oh, it's so it's so sweet to go along with the Democrat machine. Those book deals You're that are waiting hero. for you. Yeah. Those Netflix consulting deals, those professorships, board seats. You know, that's the stuff that people don't hear about when you're talking about some of these senators right now who are who are holding the line for the filibuster. All it takes is is is, is you get a couple of breaks in that dam, cracks in the dam, and we got a whole different ball game all of a sudden. Speaking of cracks in the dam, Warnock obviously won an incredibly close election in Georgia. He's running next year for re-election. There's a guy who wants to run against him that sports fans are really familiar with and is maybe the biggest legend in any individual state anywhere in the country, Herschel Walker. Good move or bad move for him to throw his hat in the Senate ring in Georgia and potentially upset this 50-50 mess We'll discuss that. That's going to be our poll question of the day. That is next. You are hanging out with us. You can go vote at Clay Travis, at Buck Sexton, and at Clay and Buck. Also encourage you to go follow the Twitter feed. Follow us on Facebook. Make sure that you are checking out ClayandBuck.com where you can stream every single aspect of the show. Also, podcast is up right after the show ends. Encourage you to go sign uh, up for that and also give us a five-star. We'll be right back. Herschel Walker, smart or not, in the Senate. This giving is Clay Big Travis. Tech a headache 24 7. Join us at Clay and Buck on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Hope your Tuesday is going fantastically well. We're talking about the 50 50 Senate. What's going to happen with the filibuster? One of the big questions has been, given the fact that he has to run for re-election in 2022, Reverend Raphael Warnock, who won a close election in Georgia, who the Republicans are going to pick to run against him has become a massive storyline. And one of the guys that I think would absolutely dominate in the state of Georgia is Herschel Walker, legendary 
former running back of the Georgia Bulldogs. We just saw in the state next door, Buck, Tommy Tuberville in Alabama, former Auburn football coach, get elected. And he replaced Doug Jones after the mess with Roy Moore in that Senate election. I think the same thing could happen if Herschel Walker ran against Warnock. And Herschel Walker is teasing it in a big way. Listen to what he posted on social media earlier this week. 80. What you hear there is Hulk. That's what I call it. You know, he's ready. I'm getting ready. And we can run with the big dogs. So Herschel Walker, the national championship running uh, running back for the Georgia Bulldogs, who have not won a title since he was there. And that's a video that he put out where he zooms in on that car, says he's ready to run with the big dogs, and shows a Georgia license plate on that car. And many people, including me, are taking that as a sign. Donald Trump has tried to encourage him to run. Buck, are you at all intrigued by this story? Does Herschel Walker for Senate in any way make sense to you? Well, look, Kelly Leffler, you remember, was was appointed. Um, That's right. Right. Kelly Leffler was appointed and then defeated um, by Raphael Warnock. But I, I think that was a a perfect storm of bad timing for uh, Republicans in, in Georgia. You had a lot of. GOP on GOP consternation, to put it politely, family show here, consternation. And Trump was obviously getting all the attention because of the after-election controversies and and all the debates about what happened there. So we we lost. I mean, the fact that we lost those two Georgia Senate seats was a gut punch after getting kicked in the face on Election Day. And I think that the next time around, you'll see a a far more favorable environment because the great thing about Democrats, Clay, is the more people have to deal with their actual results of governance, the more they realize maybe they shouldn't actually have them in charge. Also, you won't have Trump in any way on the ballot. So in 2022, you would think that the overall uh, number of people that would vote would be down. By the way, this is our poll question. Should Herschel Walker run for Senate against Raphael Warnock in Georgia in 2022? You can vote at Clay and Buck uh, on the website, clayandbuck.com. You can vote on Facebook. You can vote on Twitter. We will update you at Clay Travis at Buck Sexton. Dog food is dead food. Something you got to understand right now. You know, my family dog, Tallulah, beautiful little white French bulldog. She's so much fun, but we make sure that we feed her the best possible stuff. We want to give her live food in her food because all that dry kibble that dog food manufacturers put out there that stuff doesn't have the nutrients that your dog really needs it's essential that you add it in that's where rough greens comes in it's not dog food it's a healthy supplement you put into your dog's food and all the live nutrients necessary come right with it that's why we've been giving it to Tallulah in my house the folks at rough greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it They've worked out a special deal for our listeners. Go to roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck, and they'll give you the first bag free. You heard me right. First bag free. Just cover the shipping. You'll get your free first bag of Rough Greens when you go to R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.